Welcome to episode 20. What? Three. Three? 23. Of, uh, True Patriot Podcast. We have Jake in studio along with the lovely, <laughs> the white, the beautiful pool mom. <laughs> She's <show>. up here. <laughs> it's uh, been a while. Hi, Jess. Hi. <laughs> I'm back. She's back. All right. <laughs> so, what's happening, Jake? What's new? Oh, you know, more of the same. Uh, yeah, we need. A, we always have an update on your kids. Yeah. Every week. Uh, yeah, kids are doing good. Baby's growing. Uh, he's, you know, starting to, I don't know, cry a little bit more, I guess. <laughs> Have a little more emotion. Yeah, a little bit more emotion. Yeah. He's, uh, he's, it's, he keeps it interesting. That's, it's definitely a change that we're still adjusting to for sure. We Is hair is, oh, Henry and Gary jealous at all? Uh, Henry was a little bit at first, yeah. but not so much anymore. Um, they kind of, at this point, we're kind of, we do a lot of, I take the older two and mom has the baby. Yeah. Right? Um, it, it's, it's divide and conquer, right? Yeah. You have to. <laughs> yeah. Three. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's always nice to split them up. Keeps us on our toes. <laughs> um, Gary and I went to the Ohio State basketball game yesterday. Oh, really? Fun. Yeah. Who do they play? Iowa. They were on a five-game losing streak coming into the game. They scored ninety-seven points in that game. So who did? Wow. Bucks? Oh, Buckeyes did. Yeah. Okay. So they finally found their offense, which is good to see. So they won. They won. Oh yeah. Jess, what's the Iowa cheer? I know you know it. I uh wow. <laughs> <laughs> it is one of my favorite Big Ten cheers. All the- aside from Ohio Iowa. <laughs> We did see the cheerleaders on the uh, court during the yeah. basketball game, and I said, "Can you believe that Stella's mommy uh, <laughs> used to do that?" He was thinking about it. He's like, "Whoa!" Yeah, <laughs> basketball games are fun to see the cheerleaders because they're actually like really close and yeah. like not personal versus like football. They're hard to see yeah. far away. He even yeah. said, "Why are they standing there? <laughs> like they, they can get run over." <laughs> oh yeah, that <laughs> happens. Yeah. And you have to I get think, off the court quick. I think and I remember I think cheerleaders get like ran over a lot during the basketball game because they're like right yeah, over the hoops. Actually, oh, yeah. One time I had a guy, he like was trying to do a layup or a dunk or something and missed and came down and his foot landed on my There's desk. Like, oh, yeah. And I had a I foot imprint like of his shoe. <laughs> on my God, like a size 16. But it didn't, it didn't like, hurt because it wasn't like his full body weight on me. It was yeah, like, just kind of kicked you. Kinda, yeah. Just kind of stomped you a little bit. I'll never forget it though. Oh yeah, like there's You're not tattooed. There's not much room there. No, the basket. Yep. I'm I'm kind of surprised that they haven't done something about that. Yeah, like put them in a different area and make every stadium bigger in the. Well, because they States. they have they can get hurt. they have people sitting on the wood, you know, fans sitting on on the wood, um, yeah. right there beside you know feet oh, yeah. feet from the oh uh, yeah from yeah. the court. It so kind of they is- just have to take a couple of those seats away and. Make room for it two. inhibits their ability to go after a loose ball. These guys are so fast, yeah, so big. They're not. Oh, they're they like, don't, they they don't care about that at all. <laughs> no, yeah, I know. <laughs> I I'm worried about both the fans, the yeah. cheerleaders, and the player. Like right. they like dive into the crowd. Like yeah, yeah the crowd just catches them. I guess whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um. 
So how was your week, Jess? How have you been? You haven't been on the show in a long time. Yeah, what have you been up to? The listeners might want an update on yeah. your life. life? <laughs> I've been busy. I'm being You have your ducks in a row. <laughs> I have my ducks in a row. <laughs> been a mom. I've been working. Um, just with January, trying to get caught back up on life after Christmas. Yeah. I've been cleaning, trying to declutter. Uh, you started a podcast started a podcast yeah my own podcast yeah how's that going good it's called the cool mom show yeah check yeah. it out check it out uh latest episode was about finances which is not our strong suit but it was fun <laughs> somehow i'm actually the co-host on that show so now <laughs> i have i'm on two podcasts yeah i guess i'm I, the co-host I, well sucker what am i that's because that you're the co-host I you're mean, a cool mom i'm like well you're the host you're, you're the cool mom the, show is it's about moms but it's about parenting so you're you're the parenting right? you know what's funny when we were trying to pick a name for a show it was taking a while and the other like you can't obviously one of the rules is there can't be another show with your name like right like and then one of them and we didn't even know if jess was going to be the host or well we knew jess was going to be host we didn't know who was going to be our co-host like well we could have the cool mom show but that's yeah. taken by two guys. <laughs> yeah. And what and one of the guys is that Joe Gatto. Oh yeah. of Impractical Jokers. <laughs> I know. I need to, he has, to it. I he has a podcast called The Cool Mom Show. Yeah. The Cool Moms. It's called Cool Moms. The Cool Moms. It's like the first thing that comes up. Cool. And then Jess is second. But it's yeah. like the cool moms. And it's two two dudes. I think they're both straight dudes. Like yeah. it's not like we need well, to listen he's, to it. So he's obviously a comedian, so he he's probably doing that. Yeah. You know, kind of tongue in cheek. I really just, a joke about it. I don't understand yeah, that maybe name it's like at a all. <laughs> I well, you gotta go listen to a couple episodes of it and figure out. I why. do need to listen I could to not it. think of a worse name for him. <laughs> I don't know. You probably have to scroll back to his their first it episode. Should be like yeah. the cool dads. I don't know. I don't yeah, know he is a dad. Dads, he yeah. is a dad. Because we went to this comedy show. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, and he, he was at Seacrest. Yeah, that yeah, was funny. because that's hilarious. Yeah, he's he's, funny. he's really he was funny. really funny. It was a good show. It was a good show. He had some funny jokes. What was I, my favorite ones were when he talked about... Actually, I think that might have been the guy that opened for him, but when he talked about Zanesville. Yeah. He made jokes about Zanesville. I forget what he said, though. Probably about the wild animals. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wild animals. That's the one like, I that's one I always get. One of the yeah. one of the things I remember is he's like, you know, we're from New York City. Everyone around there walks with their head down, but everybody here, everyone says, Hey, how you doing? Hey. <laughs> yeah. And it was just funny. That is I mean, Zanesville's technically a city. I mean, it's not it is, yeah. It's a small it's, it's a, a small, small of the cities you can get. Yeah. It's a we call it a town because it's it's a, <laughs> a big town or a small city, depending on how you look but at we, it. But we're na we're nationally known as the where the exotic animals broke loose yes. from somebody's personal like dude, we even made it on Tiger King. Yeah. <laughs> Tiger King. <laughs> yeah. That I Netflix forgot documentary. Yeah, they had an episode with the sheriff on there. And actually, <laughs> yeah, and I have a tiger. Yeah. Terry Thompson. Yeah. Yeah, so we were nationally. I mean, it was a viral. Yeah. I, I, I don't oh, think yeah. anybody doesn't know that story. Oh yeah, the, everyone knows. So that. our sheriff's department had to hunt down a bunch of lions and well, I think there's some lions, some tigers, and they were running through Zanesville. Yep. Monkeys and monkeys, all, all kinds of crazy stuff. And they ended up getting a lot of flack because I think they put a lot of those animals down on the, did, on yeah. the property too. Yeah, 
It was crazy. Yeah. And I mean, what what are you supposed to do in that situation? At that point, it was getting dark, and they were getting worried mm-hmm. about the safety of people. So they oh, just gosh. Watched. Yeah, there was some on loose, and that well, kids had to go to school the next morning. Yeah, and they were close <laughs> to the interstate. Had to sit out and wait for the bus. And that <laughs> that incident affected nas- national laws on oh, yeah. exotic animals, and really screwed Joe Exotic <laughs> over. <laughs> it did. <laughs> it started his downfall. Led to the Tiger King <laughs> Netflix series. It affected my family personally as well. I was just going to say my grandpa, <laughs> which I want to have Grandpa Otto on the show. Yeah, eventually. I mean, that's we'll get him in the studio one He'd day. A He's guy. a busy guy. He's kind of sad. He got to get rid of Yogi. What is he? Yeah, so he had a bear named Yogi. <laughs> and um, anyways, Otto is just a character. He's eighty years old. But he's so busy. Yeah. He's yeah. A, he's the owner of Luber Gank. I'd my... love to be on with him. Oh, you want to come on too? <laughs> he's a man of few words, but he But he's, he's not. But he's not. He's a busy man. So yeah. if you catch him and he's in his daily routine and stuff, I mean he's a busy man. Yeah. But if I think if he set some time aside and this is what he's doing, I think he'd be a yeah. heck of a guest. What but, I was saying yeah. was a few words, but very much to the point. Most of like, them are cuss words. <laughs> no, very much like his words like, carry a lot of meaning. Yeah, he, they carry he's very to the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight shooter. He doesn't need to say a lot. Yeah, yeah. blunt, Luber. He's like whatever the patriarch of Luber family. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. So he had basically his own personal zoo. He was almost uh, he didn't have a bunch of lions and tigers, but he did have monkeys, bears zebras emus i only um, knew about the bear huh i only knew about the one bear oh yeah he when i was a kid growing up it was like going to grandpa's house was like going to the zoo yeah (laughs) and he'd show us all this stuff and he'd always be getting new stuff and um i don't know he just like cycled through animals and there was like a he'd go to this animal auction Mm -hmm. probably the same one terry thompson went to i'm sure they were friends oh i'm sure i mean oh yeah they don't they didn't live that far from each other yeah so they sure actually they lived close other. yeah pretty close to each other yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that led to him having to get rid of yogi his bear which he was a black bear he's a big black bear actually yeah. and he got yogi when like he was like i could i there's a picture of me holding yogi Aww. he's like i could hold him in my hands it was yeah, a, like a little baby it's kind of sad a little really. baby bear cub yeah so we all he was bottle fed mm-hmm. i mean gosh but still a bear yeah, <laughs> he, grew- he was only he ate like lettuce, carrots. Like he was like very much like that's what he ate his know. vegetables. Grandpa would thing. get in there yeah. and like play with him and like wrestle with him. But gosh, <laughs> like Grandpa's, I mean, he probably what in his. This was when I we were in I high mean, school. I remember it. So it's probably about fifteen years ago. He's probably even sixty-seven, six, set, getting close to seventy, wrestling mm-hmm. around with a bear. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Oh, so what else is new? We're gonna address the elephant in the room. <laughs> that beautiful mustache of yours. <laughs> oh, that's the- my that's my that's my weekly update. So, what drove you to make this change? Um. Yeah. Well, yes, left us on a Sunday. My wife left me alone with the kids <laughs> for one day. And this is what she came back to. (laughs) 
Just for the moment, kind of thing. A different husband. I've been rocking that big, I thought, thick beard for yeah. a long time. I thought maybe you like messed up on your beard. No, so I was sitting with Sylvie, and we were getting bored. I was trying to think of things to do, and Sylvie's like grabbing my beard like she always does, and she mm-hmm. says, "Daddy, cut this, cut this." <laughs> she always says, "Cut this, cut this." I said, "You want me cut this? You want me cut my beard?" She's like, "Yeah, cut this." I'm like, "Okay, let's go cut it." So we all went up, and Stella and Sylvie helped me shave my beard off. But I left a stash, and uh, I've been rocking it all week. Nice. It's been growing a big on change. Me. At first, I couldn't see anything besides your dad. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. But hey. your other hair's also grown in more. Too. Yeah, I kind of like it better with the uh, the stubble grown back in. <laughs> Jess um, found a kink that she didn't know she had. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I can't decide if I like it or not. I'm not like... I don't know. I think I just like seeing his face because it was hidden behind that beard for some. I, have I just like seeing the my face. My kids have never seen my face. <laughs> and I do think you look younger. Uh, people like, I don't know. You have to have a, you really have to own it. Yeah. Like, I feel like people see me with this mustache and they're like, what is this guy? It catches you off guard at first. It's, it does. It, it's just weird to see. It doesn't look bad. It's just different. It's just, and like, it kind of, it has to grow on you. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I've been like going through my normal days and my normal yeah. people, but everybody is initially shocked. Like I, <laughs> when I got to the job on Monday, my dad and uncle and cousins, we were all on the same site right now. I lean a lot of, there's only like Slade's not with us and Matt, but uh, everybody's down there and I didn't tell nobody. Um, and then dad just like looks at me and he just busts up laughing. <laughs> <laughs> But of all then, people, I thought he would like it the most. Oh, uh, and then if you compare a picture of me, like with a mustache, to my dad in like the nineties with a mustache, oh, I bet identical. We actually look like identical. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's actually kind of crazy. It's kind of scary. It is. I don't know. And yeah, so then every when I meet new when I meet new people, they don't do nothing. They're kind of like this guy's funny, like. <laughs> That's, like, so, that's something that like your great grandkids will find pi- the picture of you and dad and be like whoa this looks like me you know mm-hmm. it's it's amazing going back and looking at old family pictures i've done it there. before just joking around but i've never like left it for yeah a period of time like i want to my goal is like i want to have this for a week i want to report a, a podcast with the stash <laughs> yeah. so you, yeah. you get all kinds you of stuff pull if you like it if they like it or they don't like i think it. I think it might be coming back. Hey, that can be the post that they have to I like mean, and share. Top Gun. <laughs> huh? That can oh, be the post to like and share. Oh, yeah, guys. Um, I wanted to do a giveaway this week. Um, obviously, I've mentioned it before. I don't mention every episode. This um, podcast is sponsored by my company, Freedom Vest. It's a body armor company. Um, we also sell weighted. They're like weighted vests. They're AR500 level three plates, mm-hmm. but we like to advertise and promote the product um that it's a it's a self-defense item that can save your life and it's also we love doing the murph workout every year yep. um and you can train with it and and that's the durability of the ar500 and the weight and that's what really spurred the start of the company we wanted a awesome weighted vest mm-hmm. and they're expensive and why not make it bulletproof and something you can keep in your truck Yep. Um, hopefully you never have to use it for that, but yeah. I, uh, I have one, I use it. I love it. It's great. Uh, if you're, if you're looking for something to kind of kick your workout up, 
just a little bit more, check it out. Um, I, anything that you do, whether you're, uh, whether you're just running or, uh, doing body squats or pushups or whatever it is, yeah. uh, it, it takes that workout to the next level. And, uh, even if you're, it, uh, it's, it's kind of an all in one gym, really. Even if it, yeah. And then this all happened, we started the company during COVID and all the gyms were shut, shut down. Yeah. That's like, we had crazy sales and a lot of, um, people got behind it mm -hmm. and bought our product and i really appreciate everybody who's bought one um but anywho <laughs> that's the product the freedom vest but i want to do a giveaway this week um you can get yourself a nice freedom vest hat um and all you have to do is we're going to post a picture of the hat um you have to like that post comment on it and share um true patriot podcasts in any way and tag us in the post that is the rules, and I'm going to be paying attention, send you guys a hat. I'm going to randomize all the entries, and somebody will get a Freedom Vest Body Armor hat, and they're very cool, uh, fit nice, Richardson trucker cap, yep. and that's where the Freedom On <laughs> podcast uh, hashtag comes from. There we go. Oh, I like it. <laughs> hey, it does not look bad. Hey, make it smaller. You can keep wearing it. That's that's great advertising for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Well, any yeah, other? Actually, it looked great, and I love Justin mm -hmm. Camo. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can't see her. Yeah, where's your? Now she's bald. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways. That is the rules are like the post of the hat and share the podcasts either in your stories or as a post in any way and tag us and you'll be entered to win the Freedom Vest hat. Any other housekeeping introduction or should we get into the show? I think we should get into the show. <laughs> uh, I, I've heard people feedback that we've gotten. I mean, they just like us bullcrapping around. I mean... <laughs> We're just awesome people. Yeah. Well, it's fine. I just I think for the sake of time, we should probably do this. Okay. Patriot of the Week, Jake. What do you got? All right. My Patriot of the Week is Derek Wolf, um, who is a retired NFL player that now lives in Colorado. He does sports radio out there and all that. He's actually from Ohio, uh, from East wow. Liverpool, over on the east side of the state. He went to Cincinnati for college, uh, played for the Broncos for a while. How old is this guy? Just uh, thirty-two. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, so he lives in Colorado now, and he got a call this week uh, from a woman who says that a mountain lion was living underneath her porch and had killed her two dogs, oh, and she needs help. Wow. So he and one of his buddies um, decide that they are going to track this mountain lion. And they found a mule deer, deer that it had killed, and they traced it all the way up a mountain, 9,600 feet in, into the Rockies, wow. and he shot it with a bow and arrow and carried it back down. That's he, post, awesome. he posted a picture of it on his Instagram, and the thing's as big as him. He was a defensive lineman in the NFL. He's yeah. six, six foot five, That's and crazy. he killed a mountain lion that was as big as him. And he tracked it all on his own? He had a, a buddy with him. I was, dude. They, yeah. So our buddy lives out there, Clay. Yeah. They usually hunt those lions 
with dogs. I mean, he might have done it with that. Um, because those things are so hard to stalk. Like, yeah, they are the stalkers. Like, um, and they're fast. Like, you know how hard hunting oh, yeah. is. Um, I wonder if he got a team of dogs to tree them. That's what they Maybe. usually do. Look at this thing. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we'll share. We'll share that post. The best way to... Wow, <laughs> that's a big. <laughs> that's a big kitty. Yeah, so saving the town from the big bad mountain lion. And he's an Ohio yeah. guy. He's an Ohio guy. Yeah. A Cincy guy. Cincy. Wow. Yeah, he's originally from you know Steubenville area. Um, oh, really? Over there, and then he went and played college ball at Cincinnati. So, did he go to Steubenville? I wonder. Probably. Uh. No, he went to Big Red Beaver Local. I think that's like right by there. Yeah, it's it's in the same area. Yeah, Ohio produces a lot of great football players. They do. You know, it's like we're like the Rust Belt. A lot of uh, good genetics from the hardworking people of America. No doubt over here in Ohio. So that's awesome. Yeah. Um, you're really on an NFL roll, man. <laughs> it's that time of year, I guess. My Patriot is a Utah doctor. You guys might not like this one, but I think it's funny. A Utah doctor destroyed COVID vaccine, administers, administered fake shots to adults and children. <laughs> and, well, now he's being charged for a federal crime, but he That's was practice. That is <laughs> no, so yes. So here's the thing. So he's your patriot. This is a what the crap, man. This is Dr. <laughs> Dr. Michael Kirkmore Jr. and his neighbor, Kristen Jackson Anderson, have been charged with a multitude of offenses, including conspiracy to defraud the United States of America, <laughs> conspiracy to convert, sell, convey, etc. Yeah, this sounds like a what the crap. This, this is a what the crap. It's my damn patriot. So <laughs> why? Because the, they weren't doing this to people unwillingly, as far as I understand. These are people who were going to lose their jobs. So just give them the give them the card that says that they they did that too. Right. Um, that's what they did. That when the the Don't people would come in, shit. they would con they would contact these yeah. doctors, and they would come in and they would give them. A saline shot. Um, this is on purpose, not un- unknowingly or unwillingly, as far as I know, and um, that can be proved. And <laughs> they they got people vax cards. That's a little bit better. So they would, maybe just say yeah. he was giving out fake vax cards. That I'm okay with that. But they went. I think they <laughs> not ideal. But they went so far as to prove the legitimate legitimacy of it. They did yeah. it in there practices and and yeah now they're getting charged with a crime so i wonder <laughs> if they were charging it out for it as like a code yeah I'm sure they, uh, oh i'm sure they were as like a covid vaccine they were yeah. making money off of it they, uh, yeah that's why the government's probably mad about it Just they made over a hundred thousand dollars off this scheme did they pay taxes on that? Oh, probably. No, it's, I'm sure it's all cash. That's why <laughs> that's why Uncle Sam's mad. Yeah. So they made um they <laughs> they made twenty eight they destroyed twenty eight thousand dollars worth of actual COVID nineteen vaccines in the process because they could not 
just do the saline shot and then have the real vial that destroyed every vaccine they were supposed to give to these people who didn't want it, but they didn't want to lose their jobs. Right. Um, and they, I mean, I feel for those people. The court they're estimates fake these fake va- <laughs> these fake vax cards they gave out have an estimated value of ninety seven thousand dollars that they made. So they're not total patriots. They're a little bit of um. <laughs> That's like a they're not a, patriots at all. It was a business <laughs> business deal. Hey, okay, <laughs> if you say so, Craig. Whatever. That's my my personal <laughs> patriot. You don't like it? <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't necessarily agree with it. No. No. Well, you guys have both. Hey, now it's I mean, all rolled back. Coming from you're trying to stick up for those people that didn't want to have the vaccine and didn't want to lose their job. I get it, but does that make him a patriot? I don't. Uh, it's, I'm just like, eh. They really stuck it to the man. He's actually like going to lose his license. And oh yeah, he's for. jail time probably. Yeah. yeah. Probably. <laughs> All right. That's my really patriot. trying to help others. That's my patriot. They're, they're probably a felon in jail now. But <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jake. Uh, you ready for the real talk? I'll let you introduce it. Since, All right. This is your real talk. So I sent this to you this week. Um, it was a video that I saw from a press conference um, where they were talking about how uh, you got to change the limit. And that was kind of the the main point of it. Um, when you're when you're raising kids, when you're teaching kids, um, so many times it's hard to let them fail. Um, you know, you always want to jump in and help them and make sure that they succeed every time. Uh, but you don't learn from succeeding all the time. You learn from your failures. Yeah. Um, so pushing those kids beyond their comfort zone and and uh, beyond their established limits what they what they think they can do um teaches them that one how to do things the right way and how to get better and two it builds that confidence that um you know i i can step beyond this boundary and i'm going to be okay i'm going to learn from it if i fail and i'm going i'm going to find out that uh i can do more than what i think i can do yeah Um, so i thought that was a a pretty good message uh you know this is something that i kind of i kind of struggle with at times yeah. It's so much easier for me to just help my kids yeah. uh, do the things that they are trying to do yeah. uh, just to do it for them. It's faster. It's easier, uh, yeah. but they don't, they don't learn to do that themselves. So I've kind of, since I started, since I saw that, I've kind of tried to uh, take a step back and, you know, force them to figure it out themselves yeah. instead of my, um, that's my boss actually does that a lot, but it's kind of one of those things he was saying the other day, a student, you have to be a student willing to learn mm-hmm. and that makes them a student willing to learn. So like some, some people might go and just, they don't want to figure it out themselves. So making them figure it out themselves as a young age yeah. is going to help them figure it out. When I'm going to go ahead and play this clip you sent me. Okay. Cause it's from coach K. Yeah. The Duke basketball coach. Let's listen to it. Then we can react. West Point, I got my butt kicked. You know, butt kicked. So did a lot of other people. And basically, I learned that when you're getting your butt, it's called changing the limit. And so many parents today don't allow their kids to change limits. They don't, they're worried about them failing instead of learning. 
and you learn through the experience of failure and success. And uh, basically, you know, I did say, get your ass up and get going. And so that's where the failure was never a destination. But along with that, they teach you that you don't do it alone. In other words, use the resources that are around you. So that's the quote you sent me that spurred this topic. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Into, <laughs> yeah. What was that? 30 seconds? Yeah. Coach K, man. Yeah. Um, I really like the part where he said, get your ass up. Yeah. Yeah. Just could do it. Like, I feel like that's uh Don't be afraid to fail. Mm-hmm. Well, we've talked about this before on this show, I think, a little bit. But and there's also... <sighs> Like you said, we we're talking about kids. You, mm-hmm. You're saying kids. Um, you grow up as a kid. You're 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 nothing. You build yourself up mm-hmm. from nothing. Yep. So as a you kind of internalize a lot of these limits. Um, and it's not, you know, it's just based on your environment. You're growing up, you're a little kid, you do have a lot of limits. Oh yeah. Um, but as a parent, like you said, um changing the limit, uh letting your kid fail is important. And I, I think even changing the limit, I mean, once you, I mean, I, I started thinking about these kind of things when I started playing sports, mm-hmm. um, but whatever, even in adulthood, you're always got to be searching, striving to change your limit or otherwise the limits will be set for you. People will put you in a box yeah, and people will tell you what your limit is. Right. I mean, that, I'm sure that's happened to each and every one of us. All the time. Sometimes I feel like you could you can thrive from failure. You can either let failure make you like not want to do it ever again, or you can thrive on it. Yep. The older and older you get, I mean, the more you you grow up, and adults are like, like how who are these people? How do they become so perfect? Blah blah blah. And you know, I can never be like that. It's kind of the way you think <laughs> when you're a little kid. But yeah. transitioning an adult, like you can't. You got to break, you got to change the limit. Yeah. Um, and that's by doing hard things, yep. failing at things, learning, not being afraid. Yep. Um, and like uh, Coach K said, what did he say? Get your ass up. <laughs> Who's yep. Coach K? I He's the, he was the Duke basketball coach. Okay. He, he, retired. he retired last year. I like to say, get the fuck up. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's like what I tell myself almost every day. Like, yeah. I, I usually get up earlier than I have to, to do the extra things I want to do. Yep. And if I don't get the fuck up, none of that happens. <laughs> right. Um, so Coach K says, get your ass up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, my internal dialogue. There's so many coaches that have so many good messages. You kind of have to, to be yeah. a coach, right? <laughs> oh gosh, here it goes again. Yeah. And I mean, you don't want to have self-limiting beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, negative, negative self-talk. Yeah, um, is something that would prevent you from changing your limit. And Duke I, was so good at basketball. Oh, uh, now I see. So he he wasn't he wasn't oh. uh, or Duke was not good until he got there. Okay. Right? So they were perfect. they were like a just a regular run of the mill program. Um, had a good year every once in a while. He came in and made them the absolute best, the gold standard of college basketball. So and he did it over like 40 years. <laughs> so, yeah, he's the all-time winning, winningest coach in college wow. basketball. So so I want to go around the horn here. What 
are some of the things you guys have experienced and do and how do you change your limit? I can say, I mean, we've talked about this before. I failed at Ohio State cheerleading once and I went back out there and did it again. Yeah. Also was told I'll never get into Ohio State. And I thought about that when I I was like, really? Okay. That was uh, <laughs> really? to put you in a I, So that story is a guidance counselor. And that was a guidance counselor. And we're not going to need any names. But <laughs> no names. I think a lot of times when you're going up through school, people kind of tell you what they think is the best path for you. And they don't know you. They don't. They don't know I mean, how I smart took you. That. I could have took that and been like, you're probably well, right. It's an, okay. internalize a lot of things and you can either accept the limit mm-hmm. and they, they might be right. They might say you're yeah. dumb. Uh, you can never get in the high state. Maybe the way you are. Yeah. The way right. like, yeah, you if have to, a, if, you, there's, if there's a will, there's a way. Right. Yeah. But yeah, they might be right. Like you might never get in the high state <laughs> the way you are right now. Right. Uh, Change so, this, get better so, at this. Yeah. So they could be very well right, but yeah. It's only you who can write your story and right. flip your switch. Yep. Push um, that limit. People aren't always giving crappy advice to put you in a box, but hey, sometimes stuff like that, comments that ignite a fire in you or yeah. just a wake up call, you're like, whoa, like, yeah. well, yeah. that's not me. That's what you, yeah, you but, need that sometimes. But it is you. Right. That's why I'm like, I'm they're not just telling you that I, yeah. that I, someone said that to me. Cause yeah, I mean, they're telling you what you are. I took it and, and then you're like, it. well, if you don't want to be that, you got to change your limit. You got to do something that scares the crap out of you and changes mm-hmm. your trajectory and even who you are. And uh, yeah, I think that's, I yeah. thought of that story um, when I thought about you. They really, they really do try to pick your path mm-hmm. and really and guide yeah, you maybe. a lot by your grades yeah. in high school. And mm-hmm. I mean, back, like, yeah, I didn't. Like so well in college. I feel like that ignited a fire in you. Yeah, it did. Not bad things. <laughs> Your high school guidance counselor told you you would never get into high state. That's what you told them. That's what you wanted to do. Yeah, and I actually, I actually <laughs> took that, and I was, I was planning on going to OU. I was like, all right, I'm gonna go to OU. Hey, <laughs> and you know, in summer I was lifeguard. I was sitting there watching all the kids, and I was like. Do I really want to go to OU? I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> like, they don't have my major I want to do. They don't. I've always dreamt of being a high school cheerleader. I'm like, this isn't what I want to do. So that July, before school started in August, I was like, I'm going to go to Ohio State Branch Campus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> changed my mind. Last found minute. a way. So um, anyway, that's what came to my mind. What about you, Jake? Uh, mine's kind of like I uh, like I talked about with my kids. Um, you know, I, I find myself often jumping in and doing things for them just because it's faster and easier. And I, I think that that limits me as a parent and, and teaching them, um, the way that they need to be and how to do things. Um, and that's just kind of me taking the easy road because it's easier that way. Uh, it's just easier for me to do it all, but they're never going to get better. And that's, you know, I kind of look at how they are as a reflection of how I am as a father, right? So I, I'm kind of trying to make a conscious effort to not limit myself as a father and as a teacher for my sons. Yeah. So is this like an everyday things for them, or like everyday sports? Things. Okay. Yep. Absolutely. Sports, I kind of just let them 
Yeah. I mean, right at this point, at this point, uh, Gary's only playing. He's he's playing basketball now. He's going to play baseball in the spring. He's been playing soccer. Yeah. Um, Henry isn't really into sports at this point, but uh, with Gary, it, it sounds cocky every time I say it. I know, but it, everything <laughs> comes so naturally to him yeah. that he doesn't really have to. Like he's always trying because he's he's yeah. so competitive. He's always the most aggressive kid on the on the field every time, um, and that makes things look easy for him. Um, so it's going to be really interesting when he yeah uh, when, when he that competition something. steps up. Um, yeah, you know I I kind of want to make sure that he has that in him to know that he's going to have to push his limit. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Big thing with. Yeah, you kind of got to have a chip on your shoulder if uh, mm-hmm. it's easy to fall in line with your peers. Yeah. I know like my our girls can get very upset if something happens and that's just their emotional. Mm-hmm. So I always have to remind them like it's okay that you did this wrong this time, but next time, you know, realize what you did and Yeah, that um, goes for Stella a lot raise- like with as being a big sister. The big part of being a successful athlete um and this is kind of goes into parenting too you you have to be coachable Mm -hmm. and you have to teach your kids to accept that coaching Mm -hmm. and maybe even sometimes with a grain of salt um maybe sometimes it will light a fire under your ass Mm -hmm. maybe it'll piss you off that's why i I try to encourage like it's okay (laughs) to have emotions maybe you feel like something isn't fair but yeah and and you gotta teach them to not to be able to control those emotions yeah. um, and be coachable because yeah. not everyone's out to get you. Sometimes they are, but <laughs> yeah. maybe you could. Yeah. I don't know. There's just so much in that change the yeah. limit. Um, one thing I do to change the limit. Um, I think I've mentioned this before too. Like every year I like to sign up. I mean, I, I'm always like to do things that scare the crap out of me, but I, I also like to do something physically that I've never done before. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a yearly thing. There's a, there's a word for it. I've sent it to you before. Misagi. Or misagi. Yeah. That's in a book I read. Um, Is that an English word? It's a Japanese word. <laughs> I, I think it's a name, actually. Huh? I think it's a name. Uh-huh. I don't know what it is, but it's a word. and it, 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 I think it's Japanese. And... It's something I've actually been doing for a long time, but I never knew the Japanese have a word for it. Yeah. It's it's doing a physical task. Well, it doesn't necessarily need when I read up on it when you sent it to me, it doesn't necessarily need to be physical. It can be anything that makes like that year stand out. Like this is the exactly. year I had a kid. So. This is the year I ran a marathon. This is the year I um quit smoking or whatever whatever it is that yeah. you're doing. Like Something yeah. that makes that year it's literally special. translates to changing the limit. That's yeah. cool. I yeah. And it's a something I've read. And I've been doing it for a long time. It's just it's crazy that the Japanese people have a word for it. Yeah. I mean our word is book? a cluster words. Huh? Do you remember what book you read that in? The Comfort Crisis. Uh, that's a book that I forget the author, but it uh, like a good it's one. a newer book. Um it's in the living room. Um <laughs> <laughs> I just looked at his book shelf to see if I could find it. Just- it's a book about changing the limit because we fall into a complacency pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves comfort. Everybody loves to seek comfort. Mm-hmm. I mean, that feels good, but that's also a dangerous place. That's where you become idle 
and fat and happy mm-hmm. and <laughs> where yeah. dreams go to die in the comfort zone. Yep. Where the heck was I there? Misogi. Um, so every year I I plan something physical that I don't think I can do. Yeah. And I try to change the limit. So what do you got going on this year? Well, this year I think I want to sign up for that Columbus Marathon, the full one, the full marathon. No, yeah. you better think this through. <laughs> no, I, I, I was think I've been you thinking about, think this. about this. You have to do something that scares you, something you don't yeah, even know if you can do. That's that's scary. I did I the mean, half last year. Um, you could do it. It's just setting out that. You're gonna get that runner body. <laughs> well, that's uh, whatever. That's I want to do that. I, I didn't. Do... I didn't say I want to change <laughs> my identity and become a ma- uh, uh, serial marathon runner or anything, but. I want to do the half marathon and beat my time last year. Yeah. Jake's doing the half. So I think with you guys there, like, what am I going to do? Sign up for something I've already done? Like, do another half? You could try to beat faster. I could, could, but I want to do something. Do it in a a freedom vest. Beating that time doesn't scare me. (laughs) Do it in a freedom vest. I'm worried that I can't do it. I know I can. I ran it with leisure the last time. I was like, I'm not here. I'm not here to do it for time. I'm not here. I'm, I'm here to finish. That's what I went in with the mentality last year. So this year, I kind of want to go in with like, well, I want to do it like not fast, but I want to go. To well, speed. like the little voice in my head that I hear tells me that's scary and that scares me. And I knew you guys would probably ask me when I brought that up, <laughs> but that's what my little voice has been scared of. I've said I wanted to do it. I I kicked it around doing it last year, but I've never even done a half before. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to get that it. runner body, though, but then uh, <laughs> at least it's in the fall. It's going to look nice with your mustache. <laughs> it is a great time. I mean, you train all summer. And... It, 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 when's that race? October? October. Uh, yeah, it's a great time to train. Yeah. So, yeah, that that's going to be my misogi. Misogi. I don't know how you say it, but that's, I mean, it's it's a, if you read up on that and there's that book, The Comfort Crisis, I mean, really changing your physical limit it kind of like makes everything else seem easier mm-hmm. and i don't know that's that's how i like to change the limit and um yeah i don't know a- anything else guys i like the japanese word <laughs> japanese are tough mm-hmm. they're I've very particular it. all right Current events. I'm gonna have a hat here. <laughs> well, don't take it off. Uh, what do you have? I honestly wrote nothing down. <laughs> like, I I did not care about yeah the internet waves this week. I don't know what what my I, deal uh, was, but maybe you just needed a break. I was just relishing in the stash all week. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have much. Uh, I had to kind of jumble around my list. And you really go digging for things this week. A um, couple things that stuck out to me. Uh, first, um, there is a consumer or U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commissioner, which is apparently a title, uh, making sure that sounds like product <laughs> products that we are uh, that we're buying are safe for our homes and our lives. And he says that. Um, He's considering putting a ban on gas stoves, natural gas stoves. Is this like an elected official or just an appointed? I believe it would be appointed, but I don't. I think it. I think it's appointed. I'm not sure. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So he wants to put a 
uh, ban. He's considering putting a ban on uh, natural gas stoves uh, because he claims that it is a hidden source of child asthma. Um, that it's it's causing a an increase that you're more likely to develop asthma as a child if you live in a home that has a gas stove in it. So he's going to ban gas stoves. It's crazy as hell. It's crazy as hell. He must have some evidence. I'm sure that there are studies that, yeah. that have been done, but I don't know. I think but we have electric stoves. There has to be more. We do. So do we, but I've had gas stoves in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, a lot of people have gas furnaces. There there has to I be mean, everybody more. Pretty much has gas. There has to be more factors at play here in all of these situations, right? It's like <laughs> people that smoke in the house, obviously they're going to have a yeah. higher risk. There's so many variables. Yeah. that We're, we're going to ban gas stoves over this. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like some cuckoo. <laughs> Like, you know how many millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars would of real studies would actually have to be done to know this? A lot, yeah. Yeah, there's so many compounding <laughs> variables. Like, yeah. it's just impossible. I don't know how you could zero in on gas stoves. Yeah, like, that's somebody that's, that's, that's someone the that's... gas furnace that circulates <laughs> the, air, the hot air that runs through everybody's house. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, kids don't just sit there and slave over the stove. <laughs> Like the stove hardly runs. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 20 minutes a day at the most. Yeah. At the if most. you have a gas stove. <laughs> if you have a gas stove. <laughs> that's crazy. It hell. is crazy. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't know, man. Yeah. Everybody's going to get that electric stove credit. Yep. I guess. War on gas. Well, they said it's not, it's, it's likely going to be. Uh, if you already have one, you're grandfathered in. It's okay. You can keep it, but they're not allowed to sell anymore. So, yeah, I, I mean, I really don't think there's. They do sell that many. I mean, probably not. And it seems uh, like a lot of the newer ones are electric. Yeah, but, but yeah, it's still crazy to ban them. Yeah, they just want that fire underneath the pan. Sounds yep. like a crazy move. Yep, I don't think so. I don't think it's happening. The other item i had was uh abbott labs um is under federal investigation they're looking at criminal charges um stemming back to last year when they shut down their uh plant uh that creates that produces um baby formula mm. uh it's a plant in michigan yeah they shut it down in the middle of a uh formula shortage crisis um, and they found that there was the FDA found that there was deadly bacteria found inside the plant, um, which is why they shut it down. So now they're doing this investigation to see whether uh, there's any of that bacteria got out in the baby formula, obviously be devastating. Um, so now I, it was kind of a vague article, but. Uh, kind of caught my attention just because it's why would they shut this plant down in the middle of a shortage when they can basically name their price on baby formula and they're going to shut down one of their biggest plants? Yeah. It must have been something pretty bad going on, right? Yeah. So so they're getting sued? Like, the, the government is filing criminal charges against them or investigating criminal charges. Yeah, that's crazy. It sounds like it was 
yeah like so it, it sounds like something, something really bad you. happened <laughs> but yeah. but there's not a lot of i think was the bacteria in the bathroom like was it like where was it yeah, probably yeah tanks or whatever maybe i don't but know abbott labs like makes pretty much I think that's the ones we use for our kids. They make uh, Similac. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's like the most popular. I think they even thing. might make the generics too. I think they make a lot they of them. Yeah. Yeah. Like Similac's the brand name, but I think like I remember seeing Abbott Labs on like the Sam's Club. Oh, they they make everything. They're they are that's a huge, huge, huge company. Wow. They, make, they make a lot of stuff. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. We'll give an update on that. Yeah. We'll see one more. Details come it's probably out. a years long lawsuit. Probably talk about investigation. Yeah. Wow. It reminds me of like when they said baby food had metal in it. Yeah. Big well, thing. a lot of them do. It's like probably. But then, yeah, once you research it, it kind of comes from the ground. It's the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. I would not want to be in any product that's for babies. Like, yeah, I get like talk about sensitive, about. sensitive stuff. Yeah. <laughs> precious cargo too yeah yeah i don't know i i don't really have anything on current events honestly that's fine though yeah. like i'm i'm relaxing yeah. this episode <laughs> it's kind of refreshing not talking politics yeah. For, yeah. for an episode <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't bring in my political <laughs> thunder this week. <laughs> well, well, we I left the uh, tinfoil hat at home, so that's good. Yeah, <laughs> we don't need I, it. This like week. we mentioned earlier, we're all back at back, back in the in flesh studio, in the studio. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We got Jake out of the house. It's nice. <laughs> it, we still haven't met his kid though, but well, we got him over here. <laughs> <laughs> Step one. <laughs> Next time, maybe he can bring bring him to play with Stella. Well, we can move oh, in. Talking about the baby. I was talking about Gary. <laughs> oh yeah, Gary's yeah. the easy one. He takes care of himself. Yeah, that's why I was yeah. like, bring him. He'd be fine. <laughs> right. He'd be taking care of everything in there. Henry will destroy your house. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's well, what the crap? That's where we're at. What the crap? The crap's going on. <laughs> Jess, you have a what the crap? My only what the crap kind of stemmed off your last week's with the guy that left his knife sheath at the Idaho murders and with his DNA on it. My what the crap of that is. Why didn't he leave that there? Like if he's this criminal justice PhD guy that's playing this all out, why leave it? And I almost feel like he left it for on purpose. So you're back Maybe. on the Idaho murders. Yeah, sorry. yeah. Jess. Um... I just think he left it on purpose. Because they say any of those big murder like to leave their that guy their made legacy a lot of kind of call sign, yeah. Their call sign. Yeah. And I feel like he left it on purpose. I feel like awesome. I feel like he didn't do it on purpose. I think he thought all of his DNA was off of it and it, he didn't. It was probably like, you know, a heat of the moment thing. He made a mistake. Yeah, or that. Uh, I mean, you have no idea what was going through that guy's mind that whole time. Another what is the fact that his roommate or the one of the roommates saw him leave? I just still just can't get her. And she that. locked her door. She opened the door, saw him standing there, could identify as much as she possibly could, and then shut her door and locked it. Yeah, she heard. Like, I think she probably didn't want to get stabbed to death. We watched. Yeah. <laughs> this is all coming from. Called till 12 p.m. the next day. Yeah, so that's kind of crazy. I mean, I wouldn't have been able to sleep that night. I would have been like, okay, like, I'm going to call 911 like now. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that true that she, so she didn't end up calling 911 till 12 no but day? the theory of it is like she was in shock they said that she was in so much shock 
I don't know. Some people just shut down. I don't know. I, I'm not psychologically. I don't know all that stuff. Yeah. But that's so. There's this big it. documentary, and Jess and I. Jess wanted to watch it. I really didn't want to watch it. I don't. But, want, I don't want to watch it. I've just like I've been following it since the beginning because I wanted to know what happened to these girls. Like I just think it's so traumatic. Did you end up on Idaho Murder TikTok? Not on the TikTok, but I follow Instagram. That's probably <laughs> the same I thing. hate how all these. These big news stations are making a big production out of things, and oh, yeah. they only care about views and money. Yeah. I hate seeing. I, know, I will give twenty twenty a really good credit though, because I watched theirs, and they actually had the families and the it's friends and everything. But yeah. it's tough to watch. Yeah, it, it was more about them versus. So they found him. They found the DNA on that sheath. He left a sheath from the murder weapon, we assume the knife, which was a K-bar knife, and it was a leather sheath, and they found his DNA on the button that clasped the knife into the sheath. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, talk about a gimme there. <laughs> um, I, know. I don't... It, that does make it weird, and you would think, as like, it's so obvious and weird, like, how stupid could you be? But well, and he probably left it there on accident, but the damning thing was... There's the DNA to match to a relative from that button. The damning thing was his cell phone pings. Uh, it put him at putting near the cream scene of the crime. Yeah. Had him frequenting the their apartment. Like yeah. he was in the area. Well, then they followed him after that, and he was wearing gloves when he was putting his yeah. stuff in the trash can and doing weird stuff. I'm like, if you cared about your DNA, you wouldn't be throwing your trash away. With so is he getting the death gloves. penalty? I hope so. Idaho yeah. has the death penalty. But they haven't said his attorney, I think, said they wanted to push the trial out to like June. So he's yeah. claiming not guilty and crap. Yeah. Probably insanity, I would say. No, I, I think so. I think he's just saying he's, to me. So he's going to be exonerated. <laughs> there is a theory that there could be another person involved, but maybe. I don't think so. Wasn't there messages? He's sending messages to one of the girls he murdered and like got. Well, ooh, that's why I think he just left his sheath as a call sign because they said it was left right next to her. Like, what if there is another killer and that killer is the one that left the sheath there so that they it would get pinned on the guy that it got I pinned on? I think that's what they're. I think that's what oh, they're thinking. I should have brought my tinfoil hat. <laughs> nah, I, I think it's pretty. I think it's this guy. You see videos <laughs> of that guy. You don't see a sad. You don't see a victim. Mm -mm. No, like, this wasn't really, me. I see. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No emotions. Like what's really yeah. bad. Is yeah. <laughs> I see an evil person. He shared yeah. his old Facebook statuses, like 2010. They are dark. Creepy. They are very dark. He's, he's, yeah, a very he's dark the guy. He's the freaking guy. <laughs> yeah. I, and I think they, I think they got him. Yeah, they got him. He is not walking around in hand. He was not, did not look like a sad man when he got arrested. Did no. not look like, remorseful did not look like oh my gosh like why am i being arrested for this murder no he looked like a freaking serial killer yeah 100 <laughs> um oh, anyways sorry what's your <laughs> what the crap i got two this week um first two uh, two of them yeah i had to cut it down to two uh, <laughs> uh i got a, a polar bear what do you you can't say crap no keep going i got a polar bear in Alaska, um, okay. <laughs> that attacked a mom outside of an elementary school. Holy crap. Uh, so then, of course, this is during the day when school is going on. Um, so 
they hurried up and shut all the windows and you know tore all the, locked all the doors and stuff like that she survived no no no, no she died oh, um but then some guys some teachers faculty members um they grab shovels and they run out there to uh you know try to scare the bear away and you know beat it away and the bear turns on them and starts trying to run after them so they hightail it back into the school and lock the door bolt it shut holy crap yeah so they said that's the first bear attack in alaska or polar bear attack in alaska in years decades and uh of at course they're the only state that school? has at a, at a school outside of a school that's so, so sad that's that is very sad um Speaking of bears, have you guys seen this new Winnie the Pooh movie that's coming out? <laughs> no, I don't. I like. I just like <laughs> make it's related somewhat. I'm like, uh-oh, so not another movie this, this, this movie come out is coming out uh, later this Wait, week. Wait, let me let this me try, week. Let's try to guess. Guess what it's I about? Can't guess. <laughs> I, I have can't. no idea. Honey, Winnie the Pear is Winnie um, the pear Winnie the bear <laughs> Winnie the Winnie the Pooh <laughs> Winnie the pear <laughs> Winnie the Pooh is now a dictator no a supreme ruler uh maybe i haven't seen the movie but based on the previews no um <laughs> so christopher robin of course the kid from the winnie the pooh books uh brings his wife or his fiance back to the hundred acre woods to show her, hey, these are my friends. This is where I grew up, all this stuff. And, you know, wants to introduce her to Pooh. Well, it's been a while since he's been there. And um, Pooh and Piglet did not exactly take him abandoning them very well. And they decided to go on a massacre. And it's a slasher film. And they just oh my gosh. kill everyone. So this is not a Disney movie. No, it's not. <laughs> I was going to why would they make a Winnie the Pooh slap? Who thinks of that? Oh, so this is like—is this a cartoon or just like no? It's live. Yeah, it's live action. It, it's a. Uh, it's what's it called? Uh, Winnie the Pooh: Blood and Honey. <laughs> hey, I did say honey. <laughs> Blood and honey. I did kind of get close with dictator <laughs> evil. Well, he might be a dictator in the Hundred Acre Woods. They didn't clear <laughs> that up, and but yeah, I think he just kind of killed everybody. The, the preview show him like going to Eeyore's tent oh my and, god and there's no one there <laughs> you assume that he killed eeyore oh my gosh uh, yeah what the crap man yeah are you gonna be what, what's this gonna be on like uh it's it's like a movie that's gonna be out in theaters yeah it, Although, it comes out january 26th oh, so this week well we just went and saw puss in boots yesterday oh <laughs> it's yeah. a much lighter now it was no it was like what was it um that was what's PG. The word? it was pg but it was Pretty violent. Violent. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. For a cartoon. I so mean, we took our four-year-old and two-year-old, two-year-old, and yeah, they were pretty scared. Oh yeah. They talked to. Well, they made Goldilocks. We're packing on the bears. So the Goldilocks <laughs> and the three bears were like, for the most part of the movie, they were like a villain, and they like, they were like talking about murdering a lot. They used. They use the word murder they had like some probably at least weapons and ten times. They're like murder. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Yeah. And, uh, but the whole movie was about the cat having nine lives. So I mean, I guess there yeah. had to be some. There was just times. a lot of killing. Like, <laughs> it was pretty violent. 
by a car or something not like done a bunch of murder happening but um the girls were scared <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> there was who was that main villain like Jack the Baker or something? Or, the wolf? Know. No, but there was the wolf. But yeah, Puss in Boots that's in theaters now is a little violent. That's okay, I guess. <laughs> a lot of murder. There, there is a lot of murder. Yeah. The the Puss in Boots oh, franchise a- it came out of it came out of Shrek, right? Yeah, which is like not very murderous. It, well, it's <laughs> not, but it's not like a kids' cartoon either. Yeah, you know what I mean. They yeah. should have. It was it PG or PG thirteen? PG. So, PG. It should have been PG thirteen. Yeah, yeah. Well, isn't there like a G? Like there's G, G which is like for everybody, right? Yeah. PG is like, eh. Yeah. And then PG thirteen is like you should probably be a teenager yeah. to watch this. Yeah. It's pushing the line. It was fine, but it was a little bit like <laughs> you just have to watch it. Let me know. It's just not what we expected. Maybe we should have watched the trailer or something. No, I, uh, there's a lot more, more murder than expected. And talk about murder <laughs> <laughs> for kids' movie. Um, is that Disney? No, I, don't uh, think so. no, I think it's what DreamWorks. Yeah, at least Shrek was. I assume. I assume yeah, it's still it wasn't on it. Disney. It's not it's Disney. Something. These cartoon. These cartoon people are about about batshit, man. They're like, <laughs> yeah. You can't win with these people. <laughs> like, dang. So, would you rather your kids watch a show where they talk about murder or where they have a same-sex couple as the lead character? I guess I'm gonna lean towards murder. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Because I, I purposely haven't let my kids watch the Lightyear movie. I just kept telling our kids, like, this is character. pretend. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is just pretend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, when she was scared, I just kept telling her, this is pretend. Yeah. <laughs> this is not real life. So, my what the crap is out of Colorado. We got a lot of Colorado news. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a heated exchange at a Taco Bell. So, a customer was very upset that the soda machine was not working at a Taco Bell. Um, that is frustrating. Yeah, I mean, how annoying. You want you want taco. I want that Baja Blast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Baja Blast for sure. And all you get is carbonated water. Like, this is crap, man. So, Especially if you leave or you go to, yeah. And that that's it. That's the story. That's the what the crap. Oh, yeah? I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> so <laughs> so he's, he throws a fit and causes a scene. And um, they end, the, I mean, he makes a big fuss of it. And the workers end up finally letting him have a free burrito as a consolation to the fact they don't have any soda. Um, Fair trade. Okay. <laughs> he leaves. He's really upset. He he probably called him a lot of names, threw a big fit, made a big stink. Um, a hour, couple, several hours later, he shows up at the ER, and they, he's been um, stricken with an illness, and they found that he's ingested rat poison, Ooh. and it's been assumed that the workers put the poison in his free burrito. And that that's, is terrible. And that's my what the crap <laughs> for um, Arapahoe. I can't say this word. County. <laughs> Arapaho County. Arapaho? Arapaho County, Colorado. Taco Bell. Yeah, nice. The uh, old rat poison in the burrito trick. I would say don't mess with people who handle your food. That's what I was thinking. I think that's a pretty good rule to live by. That's usually... I that's always, what I, 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 like, even if I have to like 
complain about something that's not right i still am like super nice about it because i'm yeah. yeah when i see people be super rude to like restaurant people i'm like are you freaking nuts? like best case <laughs> best case scenario you're getting a hawker in your in your burger right yeah it's <laughs> worst case scenario it's rat poison <laughs> wow uh, yikes yikes i i don't have an update i think he's alive i think there's investigation still ongoing yeah i mean assuming he made it to the hospital in time he's probably going to be okay i I gotta believe they know how to treat rat poison pretty you have to eat probably a lot to actually die i I would think so enough to notice maybe yeah yeah he takes a bite this tastes like shit (laughs) (laughs) um on the sports you have much uh, I have a couple items. Um, an Alabama basketball player um, has been charged with murder um, after he got he and one of his buddies. Wait, where was this? Alabama, University of Alabama wow. in Tuscaloosa. Um, charged with murder. Nice. Yeah, he uh, he's a basketball player there, and he was out on the town. They got into some sort of dispute, and they fired their gun into a car killing a woman um so what the heck the coach of alabama thought how do i deal with this situation of course he's he's in jail so he's not on the team anymore so the coach uh he's trying to keep his team together um and he needs to know he's he's trying to think of what to say to his team when one of the players has been arrested for murder um so can you think of a good source to call to talk about the situation with because he called former NFL player, Ray Lewis. Oh my gosh. <laughs> who of course was, uh, <laughs> once accused of murder. Um, after, a brawl broke out in a, nightclub, in a nightclub. Yeah. Um, they couldn't link any evidence to him. And he had one of the guys in his crew ended up getting arrested for that. A couple of them actually. Um, so he wanted to get Ray Lewis's opinion on, what he should say to his team uh, to get them through this tough spot where one of their teammates has been accused of murder. That's a what the crap. That is a what the crap. <laughs> All these topics are. We have a yeah. very. I told, you, I told you it was going to be a what the crap week. <laughs> <laughs> well, the lack of current events, it sure gets filled with what the craps. Yep. Um, the other. Excellent consultant. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We uh, we but we joined a nut new guest. Uh, Sylvie's here. All right. She woke up from her. She nap. woke up from her nap. Hi, Sylvie. Mom's got a mom. That's <laughs> mom's that's what, got a mom. <laughs> so we got. And she's a cool mom. mom. She gets to bring her daughter onto the show. <laughs> yeah. Um. What else did you see? The, other- that's the only thing I had really was a I think an MMA update. Yeah. From last night. Last night they had uh, UFC had an event in brazil uh, yeah which it was it was like their first event in brazil since before covid um so brazil obviously is a huge market for the ufc uh, they have a lot of a lot of great fighters a, out of brazil a lot of legendary fighters um the crowds there are, are like notorious for going wild um the crowd last night was a little bit flat they didn't well, Brazil, the Brazilian fighters didn't do so well. The Brazilian fighters got their asses kicked. Yeah. Um, so Shogun Rua's 
retirement fight, and that yep. was announced before it happened. Yeah, it's this been it's be been his, months in the making. Be know? his last fight. Yeah. Um, and then the that was an undercard fight. It wasn't even part of the main event. Yeah. Yeah, it was not a big fight. The only reason that he was that he even got the fight is because uh, the UFC thought that they owed it to him to uh, give him his swan song in, in, Brazil, in Brazil in front of his home fans, he which, ended, which was fair. He That's ended up uh, fighting a fighter from Ukraine, and it was the first round TKO. Yeah, he got his ass kicked. But Rua's 41, and he's mm-hmm. way past his prime past in uh a legend of the game. He's and... he's one of the guys that helped build the game. He's a Hall of Famer. He is. Yeah. Who did he take down? Anderson Silva? Yeah. I think he did, yeah. He knocked yeah. out Anderson. Yep. Um, but yeah, last night he lost to a Ukrainian fighter pretty quick. Uh mm-hmm. youth won last night. Youth won last night. Yep. And then the, the main event was Glover uh Tashera. Another Brazilian, forty three. He's forty three. He's older than Shogun, but he was in the title fight. <laughs> he's in the title. He's still at the top. He's he, still at the top. He was fighting for the title. And he fought a 31-year-old American. Yeah. Uh, I don't know his name. Um, He's from Michigan. Julio Hill. I think he's from Chicago. Somewhere in the he middle. He trains in Michigan. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's... Uh, yeah, something Hill or Hall. Yeah, Hill. He's... Uh, One of decision. He, he's an up-and-coming, but it was a pretty dominant decision, like did you watch it? Uh, yeah, some. I mean, and you saw it on Twitter. Uh, yeah, uh, I think he won it his round. Man, might have lost one round. Yeah, his Five uh, round fight. His eye, uh, Glover's eye, <laughs> was jacked up. It was a giant cut. I'm surprised they didn't stop it sooner. But um, yeah, he won. He he actually said after the fact that he uh, he's too tough for his own good. And that's that's damn true. That's so, a forty three year old man out there getting his ass kicked, getting his face tore up, and refuses to quit. Then he immediately re- announced his retirement after yes. losing, right? Which was not expected. Yeah. So two uh, Brazilian legends. light heavyweight legends, legends retired last night. Yeah. That card. So I thought that was something to point out. Sure. Um. Yeah. The the Glover thing. I, I assume if he won, obviously he's going to keep going. He must have decided know, that. Maybe. I don't know if I 43, think, man. If he would have won a hard fought victory, he might have retired as champ. Maybe. I can't. Some of those guys, like you said, they're tougher. They're, they're tough, more tough th- yeah. than their own Too good. tough for their own good. Too tough for their own good. Yeah. Like, you imagine having a career getting hit in the head. Yeah. Um, did you have anything else? I got one more for you. Um, this kind of came, came down yesterday. Um, we talked previously about Ed Reed and how he took the. Bethune Cookman job um, like a month ago. Um, that's not going to happen now. He charged with murder? <laughs> no, no, no. He's he's Ray Lewis's teammate. He was Ray Lewis's and in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, yeah and in the NFL. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, he's uh, no, he's actually seems to be a, a pretty good stand up guy. Okay. <laughs> the, the problem is that um, he's claiming that the people who run the university are not. Um, he says that he he got there and the place is trashed. Um, there's just trash piled up in his office. Uh, <laughs> like all the facilities are just run down and trash everywhere. And um, where did you say that school is? Daytona, Florida. Daytona's uh, kind of been going downhill for a while. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> so he can't. We got some Daytona stories. So we do really have fun. Daytona stories. <laughs> so he uh, he kind of took to social media and was like, "Hey, this is unacceptable," and they apparently didn't like that. And the contract hasn't been signed yet. It's been agreed to, mm. but the board, um, the university's board of directors, hasn't uh, agreed to it yet. And now they're refusing to. Um, so he kind of had a press conference yesterday. And by press conference, I mean he went to Instagram Live, <laughs> and uh, he he uh, basically just laid out, you know, I want I want to be here for the students, for the athletes. I want to develop them, and just this is a, the bullshit I'm dealing with. He just wants a janitor. <laughs> <laughs> he just wants sanitary living. <laughs> um, but he, he, you know, he calls the school corrupt, um, and the people there. He called them. Uh, I mean, a lot of these schools kind of are compared them to Judas, you know, saying that, you know, Jesus had to walk through that. And, um, you know, I guess he's got to as well. Yeah. He went in on them. Wow. Um, you know, basically (laughs) saying how he just feels bad for the recruits and the uh, players on the team, because they're the ones that are going to stay in the situation that are, uh, where they're being so clearly mistreated. And, um, yeah, so he will not be the coach at Bethune Cookman. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's a crazy turn of events. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's kind Would of that be his first coaching gig. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I, he might have had an assistant job somewhere. Yeah. Help, I, like helping out, but I don't know if he's had anything official yet. Bethane Cookman, um what division are they? Uh FCS. One double A. Okay. okay. Yeah. Oh. The only other thing I had, I mean, it's not really super noteworthy, but Usain Bolt. Um he had a twelve point seven million dollars in his bank account, right? He's a. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- this is this is a headline. Um, former world fastest man. Well, but did you say fastest, fastest ever? Um, so, yeah. Fast, so fast, he. Fast. <laughs> it's snowing. It's snowing outside. <laughs> Hi, Sylvie. Um, do you th- what was I saying? So he checked his bank account. He's supposed to have twelve point seven million in the mm-hmm. bank. He checked his account. Um, and he only had twelve grand in the bank, <laughs> and his bank, his Jamaican bank, had misplaced twelve twelve million dollars. I mean, we know where they put it, right? And uh, they gave it to Sam Bankman-Fried. It's a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a private, it's a private Jamaican uh, bank and stocks and securities company. And just lost all of his money. That's a problem. It's a lawsuit now. Yeah. Uh, so I'll give an update on that when I can. Yeah, that'll be fun to watch. That's all I got. Um, besides, one last thing before we uh, send the show off with some a voice of reason. Let's listen to my Biden gaffe of the week. So long so as long he lets me. <laughs> He's at it again on Martin Luther King Day. And there's how he, he forgets... Uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s, I think it's his daughter's name. There we go. Situation today, the honorees, uh, including your wife, uh, who I understand, uh, the birthday today? Well, look, my wife has a rule in her family. On somebody's birthday, sing happy birthday. You ready? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Valley. Happy birthday to you. Well, 
It's hell turning 30, but you got a congratulations. <laughs> okay, so I saw the headline there now. Uh, it was Martin Luther King III's wife, and okay. he forgot her name. <laughs> he made a big deal to sing happy birthday <laughs> to her and forgot on the her mic. Name. <laughs> and no, forgot no, no, her name. Martin Luther that's still living. Yeah, it's a, yes. so it's Junior's son. So it's Martin Luther King Junior's son's wife. And uh Biden was at some big uh gathering. Like uh, he, he doesn't know. <laughs> well he doesn't know. I don't know either. Her name's Deborah. <laughs> Hand is it? I have no idea. <laughs> Hand up, I don't know either. But I'm not. I'm not trying happy, to sing happy birthday. I'm not to trying to sing happy birthday to her in front of her family on Martin Luther King Day. <laughs> Joe Biden was. He he apparently didn't even look at the. They talked about on the teleprompter. <laughs> he's just trying to go. He's trying to be happy and in the moment, off the cuff, and just blows it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty funny one. Thank you, Joe. God, you suck. All right, <laughs> let's put it back on the rails. <laughs> Happy birthday, Deborah. No. <laughs> Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of my kind, because you know that testing your faith produces perseverance. James 1, 2, 3, 3. What's that mean? It means that if you do a if you have a mistake, um, then it's actually a good thing, not a bad thing, because you can learn from that mistake. Yeah. You'll be better moving forward, right? Yep. We learn more from our failures than we do from from our success, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good job, buddy. I like it. Kind of fits right it's, in. It's real the, talk, huh? Uh, raising the limit, testing your faith, raises your perseverance. Yep. All right, guys, that's the show. Read them on.